Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of BU with Declan Edwards. I am incredibly, incredibly excited to talk about today's topic on the episode, on the podcast with you, because today we're going to be talking about how to stay strong in the face of challenges. Specifically, we're going to be discussing resilience. Now, resilience is such an important term, and it's something that the field of positive psychology has done a lot of research into. It's something I've started to spend a lot more of my time and my personal and professional development looking into as well. So throughout this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you knowledge around the different types of resilience, some different strategies that can begin helping you build resilience and stay strong in the face of challenge and adversity. And I'm also going to be sharing some personal stories from my own life about different times I have been forced to be resilient because of life throwing a curveball or ripping the rug out from under my feet. So it's going to be a nice blend between really tangible take-home strategies for you to utilize, which you know I love sharing on this podcast, as well as a chance for you to hear some more personal stories from my life as well. So with that said, we're going to jump straight into the episode. So let's start by discussing what is resilience and why is it so important? Resilience is the idea of staying strong or bouncing back after life throws a curveball your way. And the reason it's so important is exactly that. Life is always going to throw curveballs our way. If you're listening, I'm sure there's been plenty of times in your life, I know there's been plenty in mine, where you thought you had everything worked out, you thought everything was lined up, everything was going to go fine, and then surprise, surprise, life threw a curveball, life tricked you. And you know, often we ask the question, would you want a life of no challenge? Would you want a life where everything goes smoothly? And some people would say, yes, I've actually come to the perspective that no, I wouldn't because it is our challenges and specifically rising to face those challenges that allow us the greatest moments of growth, the greatest opportunities to become better versions of ourselves and to learn as well. Think of it in a physical sense. You do not get stronger or fitter without challenge. That is a fact. It is the same personally and emotionally. You will not get better. You will not fulfill your potential without challenge. However, if you're not equipped with the right knowledge and skills and strategies to handle challenge, it can floor us. It is the classic saying of challenge will make us or break us. So you've probably heard of the uh, of PTSD before, post-traumatic stress disorder. This is what happens when life throws a massive curveball, some tr- massive traumatic event happens, and it shakes our sense of self, it shakes our worldview, it, it really, really um, fundamentally challenges core assumptions and beliefs that we had about ourselves and the world, and it's so detrimental. If you've ever known anyone close to you who struggles with PTSD, you would see firsthand how difficult that is. But on the other hand, and this is less spoken about, but I think it should be spoken about equally as much. Research from positive psychology has found a term or a concept called post-traumatic growth. So when terrible things happen in our life or traumatic events happen, but you grow as a result of it. I'm going to talk about that throughout the podcast as we speak about the different types of growth and the different types of resilience. So it's important to consider the fact that, yes, challenge is always going to happen. Challenge will make or break us. 
challenge could lead to PTSD, which is very painful and needs a whole episode just in and of itself, or it could lead to post-traumatic growth. It could lead to uh, our personal development. It could lead to us becoming a better version of ourselves. And that's what I'm going to focus on in this episode. I'm going to focus on how can you grow as a person? How can you develop as an individual in the face of challenge and in the face of life, ripping the rug out from under you, hitting you with the big big old uh, right hook? If you've listened to the podcast for a while, you'd know I say life will throw uh, a couple of warnings where it's time to make a change. First of all, poke. If you ignore the poke, you'll get a push. If you ignore the push, you'll get a big old right hook punch and life throws a mean one, let me tell you that. So to start us off, we're going to go through different sections on this podcast looking at the three different types of resilience. And in that, I'm going to share some of my own experiences of how I've seen those types of resilience in my life. And I'm also going to be sharing at the end of this episode, a few tangible strategies for you to practice that can help you be more resilient in the face of change. So the first type of resilience is what is called resistance resilience. And this is what we tend to think of when someone says be resilient or be strong. It is the idea of standing your ground and not wavering in the face of challenge or difficulties. If we were to use the analogy of a tree in a storm, it's a tree that is so well developed, its roots are so deep that it doesn't even bend or sway. It is so firm in its beliefs about itself in the world. It is so backed in its assumptions that makes it so clear on its values that it doesn't move. Now, obviously, I'm not speaking directly about a tree there. I'm talking about when people are very firm and clear on their beliefs, when they're very clearly identified and linked to their values, it's a lot easier to stand strong in the face of hardship, in the face of challenge. Think of it as having an anchor point, like a tree has roots. When life is throwing massive change and massive curveballs our way, it is so important that we have a core root, a foundation, a keystone, where we go, you know what? All this might be changing. My job might, might be in the air. My finances will be in the air. My relationship might be in the air. But how I think and feel about myself is strong. It is sturdy. I will be able to get through this. And with this, I think of uh, an example in my life at the time of uh, climbing to Everest Base Camp quite a few years ago. And I went with an amazing group of people. One of them was actually who I consider to be one of my first ever unofficial coaches and mentors, the amazing Sebastian Terry from 100 Things and now from Kindsum. And on this trip, life throws curveballs, guys. Like things go wrong. We all got sick. So as soon as we landed in Kathmandu, we had... Uh, what we thought was water that was okay to drink uh, and turns out it wasn't because there was ice in it that hadn't been treated. Um, and so we all got really, really ill. Like In that trip, I think I lost seven or eight kilos in a week. Matt, who came across with me, who's now one of our amazing alumni members at BU Coaching as well, uh, he was bedridden for days before we even stepped foot onto the mountain. And we got to the mountain and obviously things had not gone to plan. We're all sick, we're, we're weary, some of our, within a couple of days, some of our team was sent back down for medical reasons. And in the face of all that challenge, I was so clear on my values and on my belief in myself to make it there that nothing was going to stop me. And so this is an example of resistance resilience. Now, I will say resistance resilience has a dark side to it, which is 
if you are so firmly set on your beliefs and your ideas and your values that you're not willing to negotiate, you're not willing to make move or adjustment, you're not willing to accommodate other people, that can lead to massive problems in itself. And it did in terms of uh, that same trip. You know, I came back from Everest-based camp and I'll do a whole podcast episode on this eventually. And I was just arrogant. I was cocky. I I didn't convey my ideas in a way that was very genuine and authentic. I was just basically, you know, saying that I made it there basically on my own, which is not the case. You guys would know now if you've listened to it for a while. I don't believe that people are self-made. I think it's the sum of t- of a team and everyone bringing their own strengths to the table that we can achieve things like getting to Everest Base Camp. But at the time, because I was so in this resistance resilience, yes, it helped me get through. Yes, it helped me adapt. Yes, it helped me reach Everest Base Camp. But there's the trade-off as well of we're not flexible. We're not going to really um, move with what life throws at us. We're just going to stand strong. And so this is the classic, we stand or we break. There's no middle ground. So resistance resilience will help. Don't get me wrong. It will help you stand strong in the face of adversity. But I'll tell you what, if that storm gets more, if that storm gets more fierce, if the storm gets more um, power behind it, and if it just lifts one root, if it challenges one of the beliefs about yourself enough, if it pushes one of your values enough, you will fall because there's no give or take. So that is resistance resilience. And as I said, very useful, but definitely has a dark side and a shadow side. With that said, let's move ahead and look at the next type of resilience. So the next type of resilience is called recovery resilience. And this is when there is a bit of give and take. There's some sway, like in the middle of the storm, the tree will bend, it will move. And at times it may even look like it's about to come down. But as soon as the storm has passed, as soon as the challenge is gone, it bounces back to its original shape. It goes back to how it was before the challenge. So we think about this in a personal standpoint. Life throws challenge our way. We have difficult moments. We have difficult times. But after all, we return back to the person we were beforehand. And I think about this in a few different ways in my life. And one that stands out to me was very, very early in my own journey on personal development and emotional well-being, which if you've listened to a couple of the episodes on the podcast, you would know I really struggled with disordered eating and with body image struggles for quite a few years of my life to the point where I was in and out of hospital um, because I wasn't looking after my body physically. And so that was a huge struggle for me. There was a time where it was really difficult. My body was wasting away. Like there's pictures of me looking incredibly gaunt and just sick. But underneath all that, my spirit, my sense of passion for life, my zest and enthusiasm that had been built up by starting to go on this personal development journey. So by this point, I'd been reading personal development books and uh, going to seminars and watching motivational videos on on YouTube for a couple of years that was still there and that was something that could weather the storm. So whilst my body was changing, literally my appearance was changing, so the tree was swaying, we might say in the analogy, my inner self, my core was staying the same. It was standing strong. And you know what? It was definitely challenged. I'm not saying that it stayed the same the whole way through. There were plenty of times where you know, I, I burst into tears. I thought that it was, I was done. It was too hard. Uh, I remember one moment where they were doing tests on me and they were getting me to drink this disgusting liquid. I can't remember the name of it, but 
for anyone listening who works in in hospitals or in medicine, you might know more than I do about this. They said it tasted like licorice. It did. It was fucking disgusting. Uh, but I had to drink X, um, like a few cups of it for a scan that was going to be done. And I just went on an empty stomach and I felt so sick doing it. I remember so clearly just refusing to do it, like drinking it, spitting it out and crying. Just like I was defeated. I was done. I was like, you know what? This is all too much. This is all too hard. I'm, I can't keep going like this. And so there was those times where there was the bend and sway and it looked like I was about to fall. If we use the same analogy, in the middle of the storm, the tree looks like it is about to fall. And I had so many moments like that. But then when the storm passed, when I started working on my emotional well-being as well as my physical well-being and doing it all together, when I started working with mentors, when I really stepped into this wholeheartedly, the storm passed. And that zest for life, that passion, that enthusiasm, that joy that was always at my core, that yes, had been challenged throughout that time, it got a chance to come back and shine through. So, you know, when we think about this second form of resilience, this recovery resilience, think of it just like that. It is a moment of recovery after hardship. So you definitely struggled. You bent and you swayed and it looked like you were about to break. But when it was all said and done, you recovered. And I invite you as you're listening to this to consider times in your life when you've shown that type of resilience, when you've shown recovery resilience, when you've bounced back from challenge and hardship. And as you contemplate that, we'll move forward and begin talking about the third and final type of resilience. So the third type of resilience is one that fascinates me. I think it's absolutely amazing. It is called reconfiguration resilience. Now, this is where, as a result of the challenge, you change entirely as a person. And this is where that concept we spoke about earlier of post-traumatic growth can come in, where you grow and change because the challenge was there. So if we use the tree analogy again, this is where there's been a storm that's so ferocious, so strong, that the tree actually falls. It collapses. It's gone. It will never go back to how it was before the storm. There is no possible way. But it doesn't fall and die. It falls and it lays new roots, builds new foundations. It falls and goes, you know what? I'm here now, but I'm going to make the damn most of this. And it becomes something different. Another great analogy that I heard recently about reconfiguration resilience is if you drop uh, uh, pottery, like let's say a vase, you can spend hours putting it back together. You can glue all those pieces, but when you get up close, you will still see the cracks. You will still see the damage. And so no matter how hard it tries to be the exact same as it was before the event, before the fall, it will never be the same. But what if instead of trying to make it the same, we went, okay, the pottery's fallen, the vase is broken, and we took all of those little pieces and we turned it into a beautiful mosaic artwork. We turned it into something that was never there before but is equally beautiful in its own right. And that's what happens to people when they go through reconfiguration resilience. They have a traumatic event or a very difficult time. They face a challenge in life, but they change from it and they change for the better. Now, the best example I can give of this from my own life is September last year, September, October, where we climbed Mount Kilimanjaro in Africa. And if you haven't listened to my full episode on this, I highly encourage you to go back and listen to the full episode on my experience 
at 5,800 meters above sea level. What happened is I went into that trip very cocky, very self-assured, borderline arrogant, personally and professionally. And life knew I needed to be humbled, so it threw a curveball. I genuinely thought I was going to die at the top of that mountain. I struggled. I crawled five paces and collapsed and cried. I I um, had panic attacks, and I hadn't had those for years. I gave up multiple times. And then I came home from that experience to find that our company had lost half of its value in a month because we hadn't set it up to grow without us there. And so professionally, I got kicked in the teeth as well. And looking back now, I needed it. I'm a better version of myself because of that challenge, because of that storm. Because I allowed myself to go through reconfiguration resilience. I went, you know what? I'm never going to be the same person after this. But I can become a better version of myself. I can be more humble. I can be kinder. I can be more proactive with making sure our our bases are covered. And I can seek more opportunities to grow and learn rather than thinking I'm already there. And so the last few months of my life have been some of the best of my life, personally and professionally, because of that experience, I became a different version of myself. I went through that reconfiguration resilience that changed who I was. If I was the vase, I fell. Personally and professionally, I fell and I shattered. But then what I've been doing over the last six to eight months of my life, is putting the pieces back together into something entirely different, something even greater. And I think there's so much beauty in that. This is one of my favorite forms of resilience. It fascinates me. So before we wrap up this episode, I'm going to share some of my top tips and takeaways on how you can build resilience of any of the three types in the face of challenge. If you're currently going through difficulties, if you know that you're going to have difficulties in the future, like we all will, Or if you've even gone through difficulties in the past and you're wondering, how did I handle that so well? I'm going to share the key tips and strategies that I've found and I've experienced myself to really help you stand strong in the face of challenge. There's a couple of ways to build resilience and there's a few that really stand out to me as my personal favorites. Now, that's not to say that these three that I'm about to share are the only way. There are so many different ways. All you have to do is Google ways to build resilience and you will be inundated with different techniques, blogs, ideas, concepts, research. I'm just going to share the three that really stand out to me the most because they've helped me build resilience in the times I need it. And the first one is to remember that this too shall pass and to even go further and look back through your life and recognize that there have been so many times where you thought there was no way in hell you were going to make it through and yet here you are living to see another day, listening to another podcast episode and still moving forward with your life. I I still find so much value in looking back through my life and going through all the breakups, the heartache, the financial loss and struggles, the health scares and physical hurt, all of the different things that there were moments where I went, I'm, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. Like I'm, I'm done. And yet here I am through it. And so anytime I'm in struggle and I'm facing challenges again, I revisit those and I go, mate, if you can make it through that, if I can make it through that, all those challenges, 
who's to say I can't make it through this one? This too shall pass. Eventually, this storm will pass over. It's not going to last forever. And being able to break it down and bring it back to something that's not permanent and to recognize that I have gone through struggles before and come out the other side is such a comforting feeling. I find it really does build resilience quite effectively. And, you know, whether I look through old photos to help me jog my memory on that, whether I active journal and write about it, whether I meditate on it, whether I just give myself a little pep talk, it doesn't really matter as long as I'm doing that reflection. And then from there, what I tend to do is challenge my brain. And what I mean by that is our brain gives answers based on the questions we're asking. So we can ask, why is this happening to me? And our brain is going to treat us like a victim. Like, you know, life's not fair. Like, you know, you're in the shit because you deserve it. Like, and life will answer the question we've asked of why this is happening to me as if we're, you know, a victim that is just being impacted on by life. But we are responsible for our life. We create our life. We are not bystanders. So I challenge my brain in these times of struggle by saying, how might this be happening for me? Like, how could this be happening in my favor? If I were to look back on this 10 years from now and go, ah, that's how it all lined up. You know, I love the Steve Jobs quote, we can't connect the dots of life looking forward. We can only connect to them in hindsight when we look backwards. If I was to look backwards on this 10 years from now, what dots would have lined up to this point and gone, oh, that's why you went through that challenge. That's why you went through that struggle. And you don't have to have the answers. You don't have to have perfect answers. That's why I say, how might this be happening in my favor? I've found when I'm deep in the struggle and the challenge saying, how is this happening for me? And trying to be you know, all positive and motivating. <laughs> my brain just goes, fuck off. <laughs> it's like not happening today, buddy. But if I give it a little bit of wiggle room and go, how might this be working for me? He goes, oh, well, now that you mention it, you know, maybe there's a lesson for you to learn in this. Maybe there's a silver lining. Maybe there's some personal growth to be had. And that is quite encouraging. And the last but definitely not least in my recommended strategies for building resilience is to surround yourself with the right people. I said it before, I'll say it again, no one is self-made. We are the average of the five people we spend the most of our time with. When I am struggling, I reach out to people. Now, whether that be my coaches and mentors, whether it be friends and family, it doesn't matter. Right? As long as there's a support network there, a social network for you to be around, there is so much evidence around the healing power of being part of an uplifting tribe of people. We are not designed to be solo creatures. We are meant to be in groups. And so whether you've been dealt the hardest hand of your life or whether shocking tragedies come through and you're dealing with emotional or physical pain that no one should have to deal with, whatever it may be, I promise you that being around the right people will help. I'm not saying it will end it. I'm not saying it will cure it, but it will help. Just reaching out to someone makes the world of difference. Sending them a Facebook message, giving them a call, inviting friends around. Whatever you need to do to get yourself around the right people who can support you, who can support your growth, and who can help you process this challenge and this change and stay strong and be resilient in the face of it, I urge you to do it. I know it can be scary, but that first step is the hardest, is reaching out and contacting someone. It is one of the most powerful things I've ever learned to do is actually ask for help. Especially asking for help 
from professionals and from experts and from coaches and mentors that I look up to. Before we wrap up this episode of the podcast, I'll put it out to you that I would love to hear your stories of resilience. I shared a couple of mine today, but I would love to hear how you've been resilient in the past or what type of resilience you like the most. Are you someone who is all about resistance resilience? Do you like recovery resilience? Do you like reconfiguration resilience? And I'd also love to hear some of your tips and strategies, like how have you been resilient in the face of change and challenge in the past? And of course, if you go ahead and use the recommendations that I gave at the end of the episode, I'd love to hear about that. And if you do really resonate with that last one of reaching out and asking for help from a professional or an expert, you are more than welcome to reach out to me. I am an open book and I'm all ears. Feel free to get in touch with myself and my team by sending an email to grow, G-R-O-W, at bucoaching.org or just connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram. You can search for BU Coaching on Instagram. There's an underscore between the uh, BU and the coaching part. Or searching for my one, Declan Edwards underscore BU. Just reaching out and connecting with someone makes such a difference. If you want to connect with us, we would love to connect with you. But other than that, I thank you once again for investing your time, your focus, and your energy in yourself by listening to another episode of the podcast. It is an absolute privilege to be able to share this knowledge and content with you guys every single week. I love what I do and I get to do this because of you, because of our amazing listeners. So thank you for supporting this. Now, as always, if you want to support us some more, if you want to help make a bigger difference on the world and spread a ripple effect of positive change, there are a few ways to do it. Click subscribe, favorite this podcast, leave us a review, screenshot that you're listening to it, share it with a friend who you know is going through a tough time and could use with some resilience training. Or to start your own journey in emotional intelligence and well-being, feel free to head to our website. Go to www.bucoaching.org. Check out all of our resources there. Find out more about the movement. Come to a live event. Connect with us. Or start your journey by enrolling in our free online course, The 5 Steps to Meaningful Change, where you will learn the five proven steps and strategies required to build a life of meaning, purpose, and confidence. Whichever pathway you take, however you choose to support us and support yourself in this journey, I thank you in advance for it. I look forward to connecting with you more in the future. And as always, until the next time we speak, be empowered, be exceptional, and be you.